You're listening to Hogwarts Radio, MuggleNet's Harry Potter podcast, bringing you the latest from around the wizarding world. This is episode 170 for July 12, 2015. And welcome to Hogwarts Radio. This is episode 170. I'm Terrence Pinkston. I'm Grayson Smith. I'm Mary Smith. I'm Martha Reynolds. I'm Gina Marie. And I'm Adam Brown. And we have a full panel today, guys. And Marissa has cookies. I've got cookies. That <laughs> she doesn't share. I know. <laughs> Jeez. What is involved in these cookies, Marissa? <laughs> We've gone through the recipe like four times. <laughs> Tell the listeners how you made cookies today. Um, well, so I got on Skype and Terrence said, give me 10 minutes. So I decided to bake cookies and it's a cup of peanut butter, a cup of sugar, one egg, chocolate chips to taste. That's just because I wanted them. Um, and it's uh, bake at 350 for like eight minutes. And a teaspoon. So they're of peanut love. butter cookies. And a teaspoon of love with a little bit of faith, <laughs> trust, and pixie dust. Right? Sure. <laughs> no, the pixie dust makes them really grainy. Oh, okay. And some, and some Felix Felices. They, oh, lucky cookies. Lucky cookies. <laughs> Never mind. Never mm. mind. But it's <laughs> well, cricket, cricket. Anyway, it's great to be back this week podcasting with everybody. It's great to catch up with all the hosts. It's been a while since we've all been on together. And we're just, we're one big happy family, aren't we, guys? No. Guys? <laughs> <laughs> guys? That's where you should insert the cricket sound effects. Oh. <laughs> that was a good spot I for gotcha. you. I gotcha. Adam, it's, it's good to hear from you. Thanks, buddy. It's been a it's been a while. Yeah, just a little bit. About two years. A little bit. A little bit less. Give me a little bit of credit for that. I, I don't know. I've lived in my new house for about a year and a half, and I've never recorded with you from this house. I know. I know. Well, it, it's it's great to hear your wonderful voice. I, I'm stuck with Grayson most uh, of the time, so. <laughs> yeah, stuck with. Yeah. You're right. Anyway, we're we're here this week to discuss some Harry Potter news and. After all, that's why we're here, is we're a Harry Potter podcast. So uh, <laughs> You don't say. <laughs> I know. I was trying to think of something quick, but, you know, my mind wasn't, wasn't totally there. Anyway, so Emma Watson has a new film coming out, and uh, posters were released of oh, it. Oh, we're, we're going into news? We're going into we're news. Into you news. like that smooth okay. transition, Gina. See that? See that? That's, that's how the professionals. That was, that's how, that's how we do it. It was almost criminal. Ooh. Smooth yes. criminal. <laughs> anyway, no, Emma Watson, uh, she's coming out with a new film called Regression. Um, and last month, the, the trailer for her upcoming film was released. So um, we have two new posters this week as the anticipation for this thriller begins and the release date draws nearer. The film also features David Thewlis, who played Remus Lupin in the films, and uh, and that's it, in a supporting role. <laughs> But I, um, the reason why I wanted to talk about this, because, you know, the, the actors are out doing their thing um, and, you know, establishing uh, their career a little bit more. But 
this 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 looks scary. This poster um, with Emma's face on it, and it looks like a barnyard in the back. It's a, it's a little bit unnerving. What's scary is that it's in Spanish. This is America. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, and we just What's lost our. What's the movie about? <laughs> I don't know. It's reminding me of the Road movie. Yeah, it's a solid guess, though, Gina. Solid guess. The plot it says it takes place in Minnesota in the year 1990. Detective Bruce Kenner, Ethan Hawke, investigates the case of young Angela Emma Watson, who accuses her father John Gray of an unspeakable crime. Ooh, unspeakables! Look, they're already tying it into Potter, guys. Um, uh-huh. When John unexpectedly and without recollection admits guilt. Renowned psychologist Dr. Raines, who's David Thewlis, is brought in to help him relive his memories. And what they discover unmasks a horrifying nationwide mystery. Mm. Mm, It's a Weinstein film. It's coming out on Halloween. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, Nope. It's coming out October. uh, I'm sorry. August 28th. There you go. There you go. I was looking at the uh, the announcement date. Um, yeah, it was announced on August 31st. Um, it's interesting that it's a Spanish-American movie. I think just the director is Spanish. And it's distributed. Uh, and it's set in, in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the movie is going to be in English, or is it yes. going to be in English and Spanish? Yeah, I think he's saying that. Yeah, English, yeah th- Emma uses her amazing American accent. <laughs> Rocky, you know, hey. Listen, she's got to grow, okay? Well, that <laughs> it, can only, it can only get better. That's the thing, Gina. Um, it's you know I'm what? surprised that she's doing these kind of films now because Dan has done what um, the Woman in Black and Horns and you know uh, um, Igor. He's what Igor and uh, Doctor Victor Frankenstein, which we'll talk about I mean, here in just a minute. Wait, but why why are you surprised by it though? No, I'm surprised that she's like kind of jumping into that horror genre. You know, I never expected her to do that. Well, no, this isn't uh, Nightmare on Elm Street horror, Scream 8 horror. This is good horror. Well, <laughs> like, no, this isn't just, you know. Allegedly. It sounds like a mystery <laughs> drama that yeah. happens to be this scary. Is, this is more like the orphan or Or like Prisoner. I, I, uh, prisoners. I think that's what I think of with this. That yeah. one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Hugh Jackman. Yes. Like, crime yeah. thriller. It's, it's a little more in depth. Not I mean, just not just screamy, gory. Mm-hmm. I saw. can't get another job. <laughs> well, okay, first first saw was good. Let's be real. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the eighth sounds a little the much. The eighth not so much. But I mean, everything <laughs> goes downhill. Um, uh, this uh, you know, it's really it's it just unsettling for me to see Emma kind of like this. You know, in in this picture, and if y'all haven't taken a look at the picture, please do so um, over at MuggleNet. It's, it, I mean, it's. Well, why I, is it unsettling? I mean, you know, it's just a movie, right? Well, yeah, but like, it's, just, it's just. I pretend. know, I know, but no, 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 no. I mean, there's certain images that come across that really strike an emotional chord, uh-huh. and and they bring up, you know, they may they may bring up old memories, or they may, mm-hmm. you know, fire up your imagination. But this is, you know, I don't know. She looks. It's not. It's scared. not what we're. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Really scared. Grayson, are you divergent? Am I? No. I, I watched. I watched the first movie. But <laughs> I'm getting. Is that what you're talking about? I'm not in the loop no. with these hip things. Like all you kids. So. <laughs> so that's one of the big things is when they do the like scenes or whatever mm. you want to call them. She's in her head. She's like, "This isn't real." Oh. Uh, okay. And everybody else feels like it is. Okay. Go ahead and right. and check it out on YouTube. Uh, regression trailer with uh, Emma Watson and 
um, David Tulis in it. Uh, when does it come out, Gina? August 28th. August 28th. So just about a month and a half away or so. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on to another image I want to talk about, you know, pictures, because that's all pretty much all the news nowadays. Yeah, um, it really <laughs> translates well to the audio format to talk about pictures. I know, it does, right? <laughs> no, there's a... There's a so Dan Radcliffe has been filming this. Um, well, he finished filming Victor Frankenstein, and it's been pushed out, pushed back for quite a while. But there was an uh, image released this week by Entertainment Weekly of uh, of Dan and uh, I believe what is it James McAvoy, um, who's uh, at, James McAvoy is playing Doctor Frankenstein in this, and uh, Dan's playing uh, Igor. But uh, Igor, yeah, Igor. I go Igor. with Igor, but. It could be either way. Igor is tomato, from tomato. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but uh, Dan yeah. looks good about this, and and um, he said in an interview, in a recent interview about it, he goes, um, "It's about creation, and uh, Victor's not only creating this monster, but in a sense, Igor or Igor as well, who in the beginning of the movie is living in." abject conditions and considered less than human so he kind of takes him under his wing there but um you know we're, we're excited to see victor frankenstein since we've been waiting such a long time for it the film's release date was recently pushed back for a third time having originally been scheduled for october 2014 then pushed to january 2015 then to october 2015 and now to november 2015 why why are they pushing this back what do you think grayson why me? <laughs> well, you're the film buff. You're the resident I mean, film buff. I mean, I would imagine it's just one of those things where they didn't – I mean, just like they push back release dates of movies and video games or whatever, it's just because they don't have it you know, as perfectly crafted as they think it can be. So push it back, and then you're not going to lose a lot of money. I mean, why not? I don't know. Like, but... why, why, like, why would you put out a subpar product when you could push it back a few months and then put out a, a better product? Well, they might not have the – they must not have the right people to finish – post-production on it or do whatever it is they have to do with they have to keep pushing or, the, back. Or, or there's reshoots or there's you know i mean there's a number of things that could be happening well but... they've pushed it to november which is usually a huge movie month mm-hmm. right well so was october so they're gonna be for... really competing i mean so was october 2014 whenever it was originally supposed to be released for you know the halloween season uh that that one's not as big october is not as big as it seems normally um. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, like just like they push back Half Blood Prince and push like a million other things. Just if it's not ready, it's not ready, and you don't want to. Nowadays, film studios don't want to take a risk and put out something that really sucks if it can be better, which is just a few more months. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep everybody updated on when you know that film is set to be released, or if it's pushed back again. Never know. Yeah. For the listeners' benefit, by the way, if you haven't seen a picture of uh, Dan Radcliffe as Igor. I've seen this said a lot. I think there's a meme about it, but just picture Harry if Snape and Lily got together. Oh my God! <laughs> no, <laughs> I never want to imagine that. That is um... well. Then don't go see this film because that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> well, lesson learned. <laughs> anyway, our last bit of news today is uh, follows a little bit of Fantastic Beast casting news, and our Queenie has been found hot off the tail of Porpentina's casting announcement. Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them has found her younger sister, Queenie, in actress Allison Soodle. Mm, Gina. Fine frenzy. Yay! Fine frenzy, right? Yes, I love yeah. a fine frenzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> so I don't I don't get this. I've never seen this chick. She's awesome. I actually have not watched her in the the show she's on 
Dig, which is um, mm-hmm. Jason Isaacs is also on that show. She's also on um, the show, uh, uh, the Amazon show. What was it called? One? The one with um with the guy from Mercerville. He's he's a he's... Uh, oh transparent. Yes, transparent. Yeah, she's also on that. Yeah, something like that. Transparent. I didn't realize she was on that show. Yeah, um, she's she's a smaller role in that, but yeah. I I really like her. She's to me she's a little um she's not a little she's a lot introverted. She's very quiet, but she may have I don't I've never seen her act. I haven't watched her shows, but her music is awesome. She paints yeah. beautiful pictures. With her music, but she got out of music to do acting now, so that's, yes. that's a big deal. So yeah, I haven't seen her either. I mean, I'm kind of that's kind of cool. I'm, I, I'm, I'm very excited that she got this big of a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, I'm I'm a proud mama over here. So <laughs> sure. Um, she was part of a she was part of a group of actresses who tested for the role, uh, which was rumored to include Dakota Fanning, Lily Simmons, and oh gosh, I can't pronounce her name. It's Sarois Ronan from The Lovely Bones. Um, but I I didn't want Dakota Fanning. I don't want Dakota Fanning near this franchise. <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, she's, I, I mean, love Dakota she's, Fanning. She's a great actress, but I think that she's a little bit too recognizable for me. I've I've been looking. I mean. I haven't I haven't seen anything that these other actors or actresses have been in, so I was actually just looking at the IMDb uh, well, the IMDb page for Fantastic Beasts, and I think that they have a pretty good group of actors and actresses going on now. I think that it's going to be really good. You know, the- they have a lot of diverse, somewhat no names, but a lot mm-hmm. of people who've done some things, but not yeah, nothing of this caliber, which uh-huh. it's. Not that many people have done something of this caliber, so mm-hmm. true. You know, it's rumored that Warner Brothers has also met with Josh Gad, who voiced no. uh, yeah, who voiced Olaf in Frozen. Marissa, <laughs> you shush. Marissa, you shush. <laughs> see, that's that's one of you talking about Dakota Fanning. I don't see him in in anything Harry Potter related whatsoever. It's a it's a weird yeah. face to put into Harry Potter. Yeah, that's why I said no. Yeah. He's- uh, to me, he's very charactery that you could, to me, you can put him in anything and he'll just be that person. I, mm. I, I don't, if, if they cast him, I, I would be fine with it. He's a comedic actor mm-hmm. who can just play a character. He's, he's a character actor. Right. He's going to be walking down the street in New York singing In Summer. No. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, they've talked about him playing the the villain. Right, it's it's yeah, for the part so, of Jacob. Yeah, See, that's I almost weird. feel like it would be like a Despicable mm. Me villain. Yeah, yeah, I don't want the hat. Yeah, um, for all the people that used to watch The Office, John Krasinski. I'm sorry, Krasinski. Krasinski. Is, yeah, he's also John Krasinski. I love him. He's <gasps> also in in the rumor mill for the part of Jacob. The decision on this is going to be coming in the next few days, so we'll keep you posted on Those are both on... really weird choices. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are two it, very me, different. It's odd I feel like John Krasinski is more subdued, though, so. Yeah. But he's still so recognizable and so, um, I don't know. <sighs> to me, they're just so, they're both comedic. Mm-hmm. I don't see I've them as a villain. I've seen John Krasinski in another movie, though. God, what movie was that? And he wasn't. He wasn't every, the every movie I guy. see him, every movie I see him in, it's the role of I want to be your best friend and or 
I'm going to be stern but make a joke at the same time. Mm. Like, it's, it, there's always some shit-eating grin. Sorry if I <laughs> said that word. But, uh, but, I mean, I like him. I really like the work he does. But it, to me, he always plays the same character. That's why I don't see him as a serious villain. Yeah, I mean, it seems direction. to me with these kind of casting rumors that they want it to be a funnier villain, which I think is weird. I don't know. It doesn't that kind of set it sets a different mood for this this franchise? I mean, I always kind of got that kind of vibe from the franchise. Like, it wasn't going to be taking itself that seriously, but I, I would like it to not be a ridiculous villain that, you know, it's like, like well, it belongs to the Pixar movie. not a ridiculous villain, but, like, I would appreciate a villain that isn't, like, basically exactly like Voldemort, like, just mm. out to yeah. kill anybody who crosses his path whenever they disagree with him and just, you know, just mm-hmm. is out to get someone. You know, like, I, I mean, I mean... I think that villains come in a lot of shapes and sizes, and I think that, I mean, because J.K. Rowling wrote the script herself and is working on it, it would be really interesting to see what other type of villain that she can envision, because so far we've really only seen one main villain from her. I mean, I mean, there are other characters in the Harry Potter series who are villains as well, like Bellatrix Lestrange and other people like that, but... Um, all very similar. But yeah, along along the same lines, and then we all thought Snape was a villain, but obviously he wasn't. So, um, or maybe not. We all, sorry to include you all in that, but but it would be interesting if she was going to have a villain that had like a little bit of a more light twist to it. I'd be really interested to see what she's going to do with that. And as one more piece of casting news, uh, the role of Creedon, um, we have learned today that Creedon is not going to appear. In the Fantastic Beast film, uh, at least the first one. So, uh, I know that the the in the rumor mill, Ezra Miller was in the running for that, but uh, they kind of shot that down today with uh, with an update. I can't today. believe they're cutting out Creedon of all people. <laughs> so you always ruin the books. <laughs> but uh, be sure to stay tuned to uh, Hogwarts Radio for all of the latest uh, casting news and rumors. We'll be sure to go over them as they are announced or rumored. Okay, guys, it's time to get into our discussion this week. And, Adam, I'm going to let you take the reins because you you really started this. <laughs> you started this whole... Yeah. Uh, take, take the reins. Yeah, this yeah. This is your podcast, and, uh, Take I the was, reins. I was pleasantly sitting in the background. Just <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Adam, take the wheel. <laughs> so I guess I'll explain. It started completely on accident. It was just something random I was thinking and posted on Facebook and uh, everyone started freaking out over. I just posted, is someone allowed to be a Harry Potter fan, even if they've never read the books? Because it's just something that occurred to me, because if you haven't read the books, you don't get the entire experience by any means. Right. So, so I wanted to kind of <laughs> kind of ask the panel and get kind of initial gut reactions to that question. I feel like we should kind of go one at a time on this. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> because I feel like we all kind of have a mini monologue that we want so, to say. So, Adam, since this, is, this was your question, uh, we'll let you go first. I mean, is... All right, well, my short answer is no. Okay, and, um, and why? The The more lengthy explanation, I guess, is the fact that, you know, people are like, oh, but I love the movies, right? It's like, well, then you're... Harry Potter movie fan you're not a Harry Potter fan as a whole unless you take in everything 
And that's not to say that somebody has to listen to all the podcasts because I know this isn't the only one and, um, you know, and and read all the fan sites because those are external things. But the actual core product that was put out by J.K. Rowling, if, if you're not a fan of that, then how can you call yourself a Harry Potter fan? All right. That Next person. Next person. Uh, Grayson, what is uh, what's your take? In a rare move, I'm gonna take the devil's advocate approach here. <laughs> I know it's not normally what I do. Yeah, you never that. do that. Wow. <laughs> it, it's 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 kind of a dicey slope, a dicey thing to judge um, the criteria, like make up your own criteria about how someone else can be a fan or can't be a fan, because it's all very objective and subjective and personal. I mean. Maybe the person just doesn't like books that much. I, I don't think they have to necessarily read the book to then be a part of this like special world that we've all decided that we have um, almost authority over. I think it's I think it's a bit again I used the word elitist before a little bit, but not too much. I understand the sentiment that well you haven't experienced that whole world, but also they have their own nostalgic memories with the movies and they have their own nostalgic memories with. Um, Different, even different products in the Harry Potter universe, that kind of thing. So I don't think it's right to then say that you're not really a fan. You're just like a pseudo fan or you know bandwagon fan or those kind of those kind of phrases. So that would be my opinion. Yeah, and in a moment we're going to discuss fans and, and super fans and and all of that stuff. But, I mean, it's, uh, it's it's similar to like um for example, if you're you know you're you're uh, say a Golden State Warriors fan and then you other fans start coming up that, who weren't really that interested before, but now they are interested. They haven't been with you for the entire ride, but they're interested now that the team is playing well. It's like a bandwagon uh, fan. Right. But yeah, that's a similar, similar thing. Are they not fans in your eyes? And, and do, do the eyes that you're looking at them through actually matter in that instance, you know, in the, in the judging kind of context? So, yep. Mary, what's your thoughts? Uh, the, the yes, the elitist part of me, and I know that it is elitist, and I don't get to be an elitist about most things, so I feel like I feel like I can be in this instance. The elitist part of me says, no, you are not a fan unless you've read the books, because the first thing that comes to my mind whenever, you know, I'm talking to someone and they say, oh, I'm a Harry Potter fan, like, the first thing that comes to my mind is, what's your favorite one of the books? Right. And... If they're like, oh, I haven't read the books, I'd be like, uh, WTF, then how are you a Harry Potter fan? Like, that that's just, like, my natural thought process that would go on in my head. Like, how can someone be a Harry Potter fan right. if they haven't read the books? And I feel like if someone has – if someone – has watched all the movies and loves them so much that they feel that they can call themselves a Harry Potter fan, what is holding them back from reading the books? Even if they're not a book person, a lot of people who are not book people have read the Harry Potter books. And I feel like if I watched movies, like, like let's say if I had watched the Lord of the Rings movies and I loved them so much... I would read the books because I'd want more. I'd want as much of it as I possibly can. So how could I call myself a fan of something if I don't even care enough to look at where it all began? But but, but every day – I know I'm interrupting someone's monologue here. But every day that we watch a movie or a TV show that's based on a book and we don't then go and read the source material, but we still can say that we're a huge fan of that work of art. you know. Uh, but that's that. a specific you – know, Piece, that's a specific piece that you're a fan of. You're not a fan of the entire whatever it is. 
Yeah. I don't know. I think you guys are getting uh, into like iffy. <laughs> I don't know. No, but no, but that is the first thing that comes from my mind. Like, which one is your favorite one of the books? And then I get to know what kind of Harry Potter fan they are by their response. By which nope. one of the books is their favorite? You so, know. So more judgments <laughs> after that. No, but I mean, <laughs> after they've proven themselves and shown their their membership card, then it's a further. <laughs> Listen, okay. The way that humans make sense of the world is by making judgments, and the judgments may be good or bad, but we have to figure out where everything fits in comparison to everything else Why? in order to make sense of the universe. Why? Because that is just how things work. Okay, Gina, what what are your thoughts? Um, surprisingly, I'm almost in sync with Mary. I kind of was having this conversation girl power um i was having this conversation at dinner because i knew this topic was going to come up um i have to say if i am a super fan about something whether it's um a sports team uh, a book a tv series like especially with the internet now like where you can learn everything and anything and everything about that subject and topic and team and whatever you want to learn everything you possibly can if if you're a fan and maybe, maybe that is maybe wanting to learn everything about it is a super fan. But if I'm a huge fan of a, a TV show and I know that there's a book or this was written on a bunch of short stories, I want to read that material. Like, especially if it's legitimately a phenomenon that spanned a generation. That's something that, if I'm remotely interested in, I want to be a part of. Well, and I want to know anything I can about it and be able to talk about it with people who know a little bit about it and people who know every minuscule detail about it. Well, okay, here's my question for really quick, Gina. So you're, I know you're a large, a large Star Wars fan, right? Mm-hmm. Have oh, you read every Star Wars book? Well, and I will say this. Like, I am myself what i internally i say i am a big star wars fan but i know compared i do know compared to other people i am not an uber fan because there's so much of that universe i don't know but i'll admit that i will gladly admit i don't know but 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 my question is like what what if you were talking to someone and they said well if you haven't read this this x amount of books in the star wars universe or or some other criteria so you're not really a fan how would you feel about that I'd probably be okay with it, but at the same time, mm. I would say I'm a fan of the main series, and and that wasn't See, based on They weren't books. based on the books. books. Were written, that, that's the books right. Were, the books were written afterwards, which right, does but, have – they do have more material in them than the movies do, and I would right. probably also ask them other questions like have you listened to the radio shows which they don't know about but i do but whatever um i mean it's hard to like say that somebody you know you're not allowed to call yourself a fan but you know i mean i see adam's point like when i think of it i actually like use those words in my head you're a movie fan so so hold on so really quickly if if you if someone had read the harry potter books but then not seen any of the movies would you consider them to be a harry potter fan by your in your stance yes yes yeah because the the books again are the core material that is the part of it that is put out exclusively by jk rowling she is the sole writer and creator of those books uh, before that's we... like the core material that is harry potter before okay. we continue guys let me get marissa's uh um, thoughts on the question uh, mine's a lot like gina's it's <laughs> i think there's different uh levels of being a fan of something but you 
and it, I guess going off Adam too, you've got to be a fan of like where it originated, where the core material is at. And so like I kind of look at it and see within the Harry Potter fandom, people say that they are fans of JK Rowling, but they don't like her Robert Galbraith series with Cormoran Strike, or they don't like the casual vacancy. And in my head, I'm like, okay, you're not a fan of JK Rowling, like her writing, you're a fan of the Harry Potter series, or like maybe her as a person, but you can't say that you're a fan of her writing if you don't like all of her stuff. Which, I mean, to me, like, I love the Cormoran Strike series. I've read the two that are out. I'm anxiously awaiting the third one. I really enjoyed the casual vacancy. Um, Like, I feel like I can honestly say I'm a fan of J.K. Rowling's writing. But there's people that say that they are a fan of her writing. And then you say, oh, have you read The Silkworm? And they're like, oh, no, it's just... No, I didn't really like it, couldn't get into it, or I didn't like The Cuckoo's Calling, so I didn't try, or something like that. And Which, I'm not, like, dissing anybody that has said those things. There's people, like, you, we all like different stuff, but there is a difference in being a fan of J.K. Rowling's writings and being a fan of the one series that she wrote that you happen to just really love. I think there is a difference in being a fan of Harry Potter and being a, like a movie fan. So you guys even say it, say it such a thing like a movie fan. Like everyone's, you guys are all saying it like they're like they're like second class people. No, well, <laughs> like it's okay. Really, here's really here's here's my question <laughs> that I want to throw out to the panel now. Does claiming to love something to a particular degree lessen your love for it? You can only love something as much as you've experienced it. So the Harry Potter movies versus books. If you've only seen the movies, you can your love only goes for the movies. But you can't say, I love Harry Potter in general because you haven't read the books. It's just, why wouldn't you immerse yourself in something completely? Okay, I have like super, super lame confession. Lame confession time. Okay, a co- this is an example. A couple weeks ago... Uh, Grayson and I went to watch Jurassic World, and I've never seen any of the Jurassic Park movies, okay? I loved Jurassic World. I went insane, okay? We came back home, then a couple of days later, we watched Jurassic Park, because I wanted to watch Jurassic Park. I read, like, I went on the IMDb page, and I read all the trivia about the Jurassic Park movie, and I was, like, spouting it off to Grayson during the movie, and he was like, what is going on with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm obsessed right now. Okay, you're obsessed okay. with it, but, but you didn't then go and read the Michael Crichton book, did you? Not yet. She's not reading that book. You know she's not. It's been less than a month. I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know, but, I mean, it's cool. Okay, but and, okay. You know, but here's, I tried my to question. immerse myself as much as possible because I really liked it. So why wouldn't someone do the same for Harry Potter, especially okay. when the books are such an important part of what tied into the series? And... Okay, but here, here's my here's my question. Here's my question. Like, I'm thinking of like like uh, notable fan bases. Let's say you take um, maybe you guys are gonna find issue with this comparison. That's that's fine. But take like Doctor Who for example. If someone watches the past, let's say six seasons of Doctor Who, and loves it as a huge fan. Are they then not though officially a Doctor Who fan unless they go back and watch the original source material, which is the the genesis of the series? You're describing well, me exactly, and I tell people that I'm a new series Harry de- but see, uh, that, sorry, that, Doctor Who but fan. But see, see, you're the exception to that because <laughs> you acknowledge the fact that you're a new series fan. Right. I would, consider, to do this kind of thing. I would still I would still consider people who are like if they'd watched from Eccleston till now, 
I would still consider them a Doctor Who fan because that's a reboot. It's it's a new it's a new it's like second gen skins. But, um, it's a new generation. Well, it's just like being a Star Trek fan. I mean, I can say that I'm a fan of Star Trek, but I uh, I hate Dude, this classification. That's, that's, I you're hate... getting no. Your Star Trek is a different breed of fan because <laughs> see, see, here's the issue. Now we have to like 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 put into categories like 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 make uh, judgments on who's a fan, who's not. Now we have to have like subcategories now. Like I'm a newer series fan. I'm a series of, yeah, a fan of I this hate series. These classifications. But not, like it's, it's so complicated. <laughs> well, Star Trek is complicated because yeah. there are so many different series. Well, it yeah, but still, I mean, it's 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 like all in one. It's still Star Trek. You know, the stories eventually tie into each other. And they, they acknowledge mm-hmm. each other. Like the original series, okay, the original series is the Not only one that doesn't. Not reboot it, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but that's a different breed altogether. But see, I, I anyway, oh. I, I, I don't like this, this, this classification of fans. You know, fans and super fans and super mega viral fans and, and, and then, new series like fans. Mini fans and, and, and many fans. <laughs> Average and, fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're either a fan or you're not. You Putting an ad, putting a... a, a, a no. I think you can be, I think there can be at least two levels of fan. You can be a fan or you can be a fanatic. If, if we want to, if we want to simplify it. I don't understand. It, what, what's the difference? If we want to. know a fan, we, the word fan derived from the word. Yeah. Fanatic, yes, right? I, I understand that. But to me, that there's two levels. It, if you want to break it down and make it very simple. There's a casual fan and then there's the fan who has to know everything about everyone in that, in that band in that movie in that book everything they have to yeah. know every minuscule detail and then there's a fan who's just like along for the ride but 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 then if they don't know every minuscule detail does that make them a casual fan then or make them a fanatic then i don't if, know if they want to know they want to know the minuscule detail or not look i i mean i'm, I'm like if they're interested in knowing so it. so as so a fan who a movie fan who wants to read the books and will read the books eventually not like it's it's very it's very confusing. It's Look, very I don't know. They're it's, in the beginning fun. of their. <laughs> <thing>. yeah. <laughs> Look, I consider yes, myself to be the... I I consider myself to be a, a Harry Potter fanatic, right? I I consider myself to be a super well, fan you of work Harry for Potter. Harry Potter website, right? So... And I host a Harry Potter podcast, but. I don't know every night, single. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to my weekend. Anyway, I I don't. We're feel... all here with you. <laughs> I know, but I don't. I have other things to do on my weekend. <laughs> I don't know every single minuscule detail about Harry Potter. Does that make me less of a fan? Do you want to know the minuscule details? Are you interested? If someone I, says, you "Hey, know, did I, you know this?" I am, but it's not going to kill me if I don't know it right away. You know, eventually Depends I'll know it. Depends on if it's it. about Seamus Finnegan. So do, my question, <laughs> does that make me less than a, less of a fan? Compared no. to what, though? You have to compare. I am less than a fan than those people who, like, plaster the posters all over their walls from floor to ceiling of Harry Potter stuff and have all their Harry Potter merch and sleep on Harry Potter bedsheets. I'm less of a Harry Potter fan see, than see, them. Like- this yes, is why but I'm more of a Harry Potter fan than some people. It's a spectrum. I don't. I don't think you're less than a fan of those type of people, but you appreciate different things oh, to the same. I don't extent. think owning material. And Possibly. I like Mary's. I like Mary's use of the word spectrum and how it's kind of like sexuality, where it's on a spectrum. <laughs> where do we fall in the Harry Potter Kinsey scale? Ah, I'm bi-curious. Kind of bi-curious. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm oh by Potterish. <laughs> oh God, yes. Why, why don't we just oh my call? God, did we just invent a new? Well, yeah. Why don't we just call yes. fan, fans who like who both books and movies like by Potterish? Like, okay, so there was this news story, and and it's been covered by you know national media by CBS and NBC or something like that. Whenever the final movie was coming out and the final books was coming out, they were looking at. Um, who was the biggest Harry Potter fan? They found somebody. I forgot where she lives, but they went to visit her, and she had all this Harry Potter stuff, like wall to wall. And and I don't think owning materialistic goods makes you the biggest Harry Potter fan. Yeah, that's yeah, I agree. It, it, it's weird because like we, we we have to rank books and movies like how how we enjoy them, which one we like better, that kind of thing, and games or whatever. But now we also have to rank who was the bigger fan or the bigger um consumer of the product than everybody else so like, does that does that yeah, make consumerism you is different but no, but I'm, I'm, less... I'm saying i'm saying that it's, it, you can make a similar argument with this because we're saying who is part of this group and who's part of that group in the you know like mary said earlier spectrum of things look there's people that that consider themselves oh huge harry potter fans but they've never visited a harry potter website they've never um mm -hmm. You know, they, they've never listened Terrence, to that goes Potter back podcast. to what I said earlier, though, about right, right. consuming external materials. That's not the core material. So that's irrelevant yeah, if they've that's... never gone to a Harry Potter website. This reminds me of the canon debate. Yeah, they're both kind of frivolous debates. I mean, I mean, like, I mean it's just like everyone like has like very staunch opinions on them. So I don't, they... you don't really know where it's going to end up. Well, there's um, we, we received a lot of feedback on on Facebook about this and uh, and Adam on his personal Facebook page and um, there's a couple of comments here that that I'd like to go ahead and read so Adam why don't you take the first one it's from Alyssa who <clears throat> says I'm a fan and haven't read the books I read parts of some of them and I know about a lot of what happened in them that isn't in the movies but I only became a fan because of the movies because I'm lazy and broke well Shoot, being lazy and broke is a ex great excuse to read the books, in my opinion. But um, <laughs> it gives you something to do when you have nothing it's else. It's called you can't a library. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, the library, it's free. <laughs> um, and it consumes a lot of time between the thousands of pages that are in Harry Potter. Anyway, let me continue. Haha, uh, -ha, I'm sure I'd be a much bigger fan had I read the books, though. I agree I'm like a half-blood fan because I'm a fan without being a big enough fan to experience the whole Harry Potter universe. I love uh, like Sammy place. said, Sammy was another person who commented on the thread. Uh, it's like being a Taylor Swift fan and only having heard one album or only her singles or something and knowing about her other songs but not buying her albums or any of the songs on iTunes and just knowing the ones that are on the radio. I think that's slightly different, but I'll argue that point in a sec. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's... Well, hey, in all fairness, uh, this Alyssa listens to my Taylor Swift podcast, and oh! Sammy actually Sammy actually used to be a host on it uh, until she got too cool for us. Um, <laughs> I did not uh, know. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'll, I'll, let me finish this off, and then we can discuss, I suppose. That's kind of what I relate to, that type of fan that the hardcore fans don't think is a, quote, real fan because they don't know all of the artist songs or read the books in a series or whatever. I get it from both sides, but at the same time, a fan is a fan as soon as they like one thing about the artist or series or whatever they are a fan of, even if they like someone because of one song or something like that. There's bigger fans and not as big of fans, of course, but anyone who likes something falls under the category of being a fan of it. 
Although the word fan is short for fanatic, which does suggest a strong love or obsession with something, I think, but still. See, I, I have some problems with that. But, but I, I, will, I will say, you, um, Gina said you liked the Half-Blood reference. I think that's interesting because we think about it. Maybe this is a huge stretch, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with this really quick. So that, that's another, another instance of classification of somebody being a, a dangerous idea. Or something True. that that shouldn't be shouldn't be um, pushed further, you know. So like like yeah, she's, she's a half blood fan. We're pure blood fans, you know. So we're better than the other fans, you know what I mean? It's it's a that's an interesting phrase to use. I know I've been playing devil's advocate, and and I do kind of feel this way for Harry Potter and and other things. But with a music thing, that's interesting because I know that if someone you know just heard like say for instance, smells like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, and told me they're a Nirvana fan, had a Nirvana shirt, I would judge that person. So I I, I see what you guys are saying, but I'm arguing because I like arguing. So. <laughs> well, with that with that music reference, mm. I see it a, a little bit different because, yeah. you know, hearing a, one song or one album or single mm. or just the radio songs as opposed to the entire albums, that's not comparing movies to books. I think right. a better comparison would be the concerts, the actual live tour versus um, the actual music on the albums, because the music in that case is the core material like the Harry Potter books are the core material mm -hmm. and the tour is a visual representation of it where the movies are a visual representation of the book but it's sort of I don't know it's a really bad example because Taylor's one of the few artists that actually puts together her own tour as opposed to choreographers and all that mm -hmm. type of deal but um, so I mean it, it, it's still coming from the original source where the Potter movies aren't really coming from J.K. Rowling right I mean, I think it's a good comparison, but but would you, for instance, if someone went to quite a few Taylor Swift concerts and didn't have that, that many of her songs on their iPod, would you consider that person not to be a Taylor Swift fan? I don't know. That's a hard question. Is this yeah. killing you right you, now, like talking about Taylor you... Swift? Yes. <laughs> I, I figured it was, but it, it warms my little heart, um, especially getting you to talk about it. I mean, um, yeah, to talk about it was, was such, was such serious uh, of a tone and just was such gr gravitas that Taylor Swift obviously deserves. <laughs> I mean, those are just going to be the type of responses you find on my Facebook. Oh, yeah, show, absolutely. So. Yeah. When, <laughs> when it's a live audience member, when mm -hmm. I'm not member, but like when it's a live audience type deal, not a movie, but a live audience experience, I feel that if you're going to pay to see that, you're a fan. Well, especially in this type of world where tickets are expensive to live shows, whether it be theater, music, any type of performance art. It's expensive. So if you're going to shell out that money, you're a fan no matter what you have on your iPod. Well, here's where the comparison is. And um, Grayson, I know you don't like Taylor Swift, but <laughs> pick an artist, any artist. And I've had this effect happen to me many, many times where I'll go see an artist live. Right. And quite often it's not because um, I'm going to see them. It could be part of a music festival where I'm there to see someone else. Because mm -hmm. obviously, like Gina said, they're expensive. Why would I buy a ticket to someone I'm not a big fan of? Right. Um, but like, for example, I was at iHeartRadio Music Festival a couple of years ago. And Pink, of all people, I was not I a fan her. of Pink at all. Her live performance was unbelievable. And all of a sudden I'm in love with her. She's um, amazing. That's probably a bad example because I didn't run out and buy her music. So I'm trying to think of a better example. <laughs> but either way, there's a certain effect that those live performances have on the person where they then go out. They feel a stronger connection. It to creates an affection. They then go out and buy their music. And so what I would equate that to mm. is the type of fan that I actually was of Harry Potter, where the first two movies were out before I ever picked up a book. 
and I fell in love with those. That's what got me to go pick up the book. That's how it was with me in Game of Thrones. Like I watched the first two seasons of Game of Thrones and then I started reading all the books and now I'm through four of them. Now, I, I think Game of Thrones actually is a good example because there's tons of people who watch the show and have not even touched one of the books. I'm one of those people. I've never read a Game of Thrones book, but I still consider myself a Game of Thrones fan. Not, uh, not, it's, it's, just, it's so difficult because we're, we're making all these classifications, but I would say overall, someone asked you, are you a Game of Thrones fan? I would say yes in a general sense. So it... See, I, especially with Game of Thrones now, Maybe because I am surrounded by some people who have read the books and some people who haven't on purpose. Um, mm. I always classify that I have watched the show but not read the books, but I know things about the books that aren't on the show. Right. Because, because I, of I feel... people. I think Game of Thrones is an awesome thing to dissect and compare, but I also think it's a very. Because it's so current and its own, it's it's so different right now. Because there are things on the show that aren't in the books and all that, it's it's hard to describe. Well, there are things that are in the movies that are in the books, and vice versa. Truth, but Game of Thrones has jumped ahead, where Potter movies, when they were being created, didn't do that. They kind of stayed within that book for that yeah, particular they, movie. Yeah, they kind of waited it out until the next thing happened. And and Game of Thrones is like, nope, gonna do what I want. So I feel like comparing two different fan bases is like comparing apples to oranges in terms of this question as to what makes a real fan. Because every different fan base puts out different product. And in this case, I, I'm kind of trying to think for a sec, what has the actual cult following? And in Harry Potter's case, it's the books, not the movies. Mm-hmm. True. Mm. And and so in something like Game of Thrones, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not part of that fan base. I've never read a book or seen the TV show, but I, I believe the TV show has a cult following. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean what, what, well, the question is, what is your what is your qualification for a cult following? Because that, that means different things to different people. So, what would you classify a cult following as? Because well, I wouldn't call a, a book series that is like the number one bestseller of you know the past fifty years a cult thing necessarily. Hmm. I, I mean, that's hard I think, to find. I think cult yeah. was a was a poor word choice. Mm. I think he meant more of a like less phenomenon following. Yeah, more of an obsessive following. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. That, okay, I, got I you. think that's what he meant. Adam, I might be putting words in your mouth, so well, we correct me. So, no, I, I mean, that's that's, a, that's sort of right. I, I guess what I'm thinking is the core of fans where the fan base expands from. Like, if you take the quote-unquote biggest fans in a fan base and consider them, like, in the center of a circle, mm. and it expands outward, it ripples outward, the core right there in the middle, what are they a fan of? What product is it that they hold nearest and dearest to them? Because in Harry Potter's case, I would say that's the books. Like, it all started with the books. People were fans of books before the movies existed. And that was kind of where the core fans started, um, you know, and likewise going to that uh, Taylor Swift reference the, the before she blew up and became this international phenomenon type deal. There were a core of fans who engaged with her on MySpace and, and liked her music like it's all started with her songwriting mm -hmm. and expanded from there into this other stuff. 
See, I just I, think if people would put a disclaimer with their fan, then they would be fine. Like, if you're a Harry Potter fan, then I feel like that should encompass all of Harry Potter. If you're a Taylor Swift fan, that should encompass all of the stuff she does. But if you're just a Harry Potter movie fan, then you, you're you just a fan of the movies. And that's just meaning that maybe you just saw the movies for the first time, which if you have, you need to, you know, get out from under that rock you've been living under. <laughs> but, you know, if you've just seen the movies and you want to go read the books, that's totally fine. But as of right now, you can say, I'm a fan of the movies, but I'm interested in reading the books, or I'm a fan of the movies, don't really care about reading the books, and whatever. But as long as you put that disclaimer, that a fan of blank, then I think you're good. I, I just think it's, I think it's strange when we overcomplicate these things or like, like, like for example, using the basketball example again, like, Oh, I'm, I'm a newer, uh, golden state warriors fan or a newer, what you know, enter this thing in fan, or, or I'm a fan of this specific thing. I think, I think it just gets overcomplicated. And I think that like Mary was saying earlier, humans tend to do that where we, you know, assign judgments and, and, uh, categories to different things. But I think that's oftentimes to our detriment. Well, I think fan is just an exaggeration. Sometimes you might mm. like something, but you're not necessarily a fan of it. It's kind of how we say if you if you're laughing really hard and you tell somebody that you literally died, well mm -hmm. you didn't literally die because you're standing there telling them the story. You just wrecked mm -hmm. your loaf. So it's just Yeah, it's just an exaggeration. <laughs> no. no. Um <laughs> whatever it is. I didn't Oh, the current said. generation is the biggest misuser of the word literally. Absolutely. Literally more than <laughs> pick up a dictionary. People. <laughs> I just think that the whole word fan and how we're dissecting the word fan is probably a little bit too much. I think that like it just depends on what a person is comfortable with calling themselves, I guess. For I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm a Harry Potter fan. I haven't read the books though in so long. And don't get me wrong, I've read the books several several times each of them but i haven't read them in so long that yesterday when we were watching we've been rewatching the harry potter series uh the movies and yesterday when we were rewatching it i was like what i completely forgot about this or why did that even happen i don't even remember i don't even remember why she, Harry's she has wand forgotten automatically a uh, attacked voldemort's wand in the seven potters i don't even remember that so yeah. i'm now I've planned to go back and read all of the books starting from the beginning, and I'm going to be documenting it on my Twitter, Mary Curly. But I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying that, bug. like, for me, like, I, right now, I feel uncomfortable with even, like, really being on this feeling, feeling like I should even be on this podcast right now, because why would I not remember those things? But see, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. It, it, and remind myself of those things. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like that, it, make, it makes kind of almost an alienating thing, which maybe is what a fan base wants to be, um, to have it just be a pure, more um, overall better experience for them. Because you're, you're not involving, like, for example, the Twilight series, we have, like, you know, different factions coming in. They're all kind of one more homogenized group. But I think but I don't it, I, want to reread the series because I feel alienated by the community. It's because I want to remember everything. But no, 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 but, no. But you, but you just said you don't feel like you don't feel like you should like you feel bad even being here and talking about Harry Potter and Harry Potter podcast because you yeah, are because I don't more unfamiliar. That's right, okay but, because I don't remember a lot of stuff either. But I <laughs> still feel comfortable enough to be able to come here 
and talk with everybody and talk with the world I, I, about Harry you know, Potter. You know what? I think maybe it all boils down to what the person's comfortable with. Like, like if you're a Harry Potter movie, just a movie fan, and you want to say you're a Harry Potter fan and you're comfortable with that notion – you can roll with that, but I think that if you're uncomfortable with that and you don't feel like you belong in that in this fandom or whatever, then I think you have a bigger thing to worry about or think about. Well, I know that I we, still belong in the fandom. We yeah. just like to dissect things because we're more comfortable when we're better than everybody else. Sure, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to some more comments from Facebook. Gina, you want to take the next one? The one from Mallory Saragasi. Yeah. I think using the word "aloud" is a pretty big stretch. But I think it can be agreed by fans that have read the books and watched the movies that Harry Potter fans should read the books. I can't tell you how many times I've had people say something doesn't make sense only citing the movies and I tell them it was explained in the books. Doesn't that really frustrate you? Like, Yes. When, it, when it's something basic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Teddy Lupin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, like, but then again, like, because I... There are so many things, like, I feel the movie did a piss-poor job of explaining, like, horcruxes, which are a huge mm. deal, but they did a terrible job of explaining. I always try to watch... I always try to watch a series through the eyes of someone who's never read the books, and I can't even imagine how you keep up with it. It seems so unbelievably confusing, though. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking about... I, I think it has to do with the whole, if you don't know what you're missing out on, you can't miss it. Mm. Right. Awesome. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, in the fourth movie, they all of a sudden, we were just talking about this, and Grayson was like, see, they all of a sudden started calling Peter Pettigrew Wormtail, and it was never explained in the third movie that the Marauders are, you know, Peter Pettigrew and Sirius Black and, J and all of them. But don't it they? It never but don't even explains adults? that. But don't the adults, like, uh, in that it's, last scene, do, doesn't Lupin call him Wormtail? Or am no, I making that up? No, I don't believe he does. They never yeah, explain we, the names. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. If we're I defining could... fans and uh -huh. uh, talking about the Wormtail thing, yeah. I, I think the casual fan, the one once we've now labeled casual fans, <laughs> would completely overlook that because they wouldn't even realize that that's not yeah. his name. Like, they yeah. wouldn't even think of two seconds about that. Right. But it's just so strange all of a sudden to start to, without explanation, start calling somebody by, by a different name and then just assume. That. I mean, I, I don't I, even I agree think they notice it, though. I don't no, think no, I agree with you. It. They just roll with it. But I think I think it's still a strange thing overall. But I agree with you. They, they wouldn't notice more, most likely. Well, it's but. just like a, a schoolyard name. You know, that's what the casual fan might think. I, well, this this, this, this is casual, so like it's so almost like demeaning to me. Like, it's weird to it's weird to say it like the casual fan. Or they well, if they don't want to the... be demeaned, then they should read the book. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that that theory has literally led us well through history of all time. If you don't like something, then change yourself. That's a that's a great way to look at life. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, no, but but I agree with what Mallory said. Like using the word "allowed," like are they allowed to be a fan? Like who who are we to allow them to be a fan or not? You know, right? Exactly. Yeah, but that's just something technical in the wording of the question. Sorry. Like... No, no, yeah, I agree. But, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's that's, that's why because like per, people have different connotations of words. That's why I'm like running against the word "casual," and and certain people like think it's an okay word, but I have a different you know, approach to that word. So yeah, it's just semantics. No, but, but. but people, but people use that all the time. You're not, you're not allowed to be a fan unless you've read the, you're not allowed to be a vegetarian. If you no, eat I, eggs I, no, I know, I know, but like, I'm you're not like allowed to, well, every, everybody, everybody does that in this. No, I, I know, I know, but I'm, I'm, de I'm defending Adam because it's like, it's like any word you use, someone's going to have some kind of, um, reaction to it either negative or positive. So you, you could have used another word. It would have been oh, a big stretch in that context also. So that's all I'm saying. 
that's just getting picky about the questioning rather than looking at the core of what it's asked. Although I do believe I, I mentioned that in my first point, my mini monologue earlier, but I'll just I'll forget that I said that and just pretend I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Our next comic You're comes... not allowed to take credit for that if we don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Our next comic comes from Jamie Frazier, and she goes, if you've only seen the movies, you can be a fan of the movies. I call these folks the Harry Warners since it's mm. HP by Warner Brothers. But there is a world of difference between being a Harry Warner fan and a book fan. The books are the original series. I'm sorry. The books are the original stories, the true story of HP. The movies distort and adapt it. Harry Warners are totally fans and a part of the Harry Potter community. But if you want to be called a Harry Potter fan, you got to read the books. I think that's a general yes. consensus. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Harry that's Warner exactly is now part of my vocabulary. About the, about the the core product, the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where it all originated, and that's the original piece of art. That's what J.K. Rowling gave us. Grayson, you want to take the actually Mary? Do you want to take that last one? <laughs> yeah, oh. I'll, I'll read this one. I'll read this one because I think that I can portray Allison Rendazzo's voice. I can be a girl. That's uh, I, I know I know you can, but let me do it. <laughs> okay, Allison Rendazzo from Facebook writes, they can be a fan, just not a very good one. Wink. Nah, I mean, personally, I feel like... <laughs> you read it, so. This is how she Let wrote her, it. Let okay. her read. Let her read the post. Okay, sorry. Okay, 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 okay. No, I mean, personally, I feel like, wow, you're missing the good stuff, but to each her own, right? If your medium is film and that's how you want to consume a thing, right on. I think it's a bit of an incomplete experience, but it's yours to define. Just don't try and argue canon. That's silly. Anyone is welcome at Hogwarts. It's just that you might get stuck in a trick stare without the books to guide you. Aww. I how like clever. that. Snap. By the way, that's a great name, Randazzo. That's a, that's a exotic, cool name. Um, this is, sorry, this is like not even part of this conversation. But when it says anyone is welcome at Hogwarts, reminds me of what J.K. Rowling just said on Twitter about we all got our Hogwarts letter. We were all there with Harry. Well, that that's something that I that I think is interesting because. Again, the books are all about acceptance, and the movies also like acceptance, tolerance, um, um, coexisting well with different worlds and uh, different demographics and everything. And and now we're then saying, well, yes, that's all well and good, but let's now define our criteria and you know have different segments of people. You know what I mean? True. I'm just saying. Oh, I was, when she said that, you could hear the hearts melting around the world. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Ugly crying. Okay, so I guess that's about it for uh, this week's discussion. If you have a uh, comment or anything you'd like to say to us uh, about anything that we've said, go ahead and send it to our Facebook page. going to try to get a little bit more traffic and more interaction with you guys over there. So It, it can even be something as simple as saying, I agree with Grayson. Yeah, you can just say yeah, that if you want to. Absolutely. absolutely. It needs to be a whole thing. So just search up Hogwarts Church require actually agreeing with Grayson. Well, not necessarily, Adam. <laughs> you know, don't have to. You just say it. <laughs> okay, it's time for this week's Fantastic Beast of the Week. Marissa, who, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it is the Shrike. 
<laughs> so it's got a Ministry of Magic classification triple X, meaning a competent wizard should cope. But the Shrike is a fish that is covered entirely in spines and found in the Atlantic Ocean. The first shoal of a shrike is believed to have been created as a revenge against mug muggle fisher folk who had insulted a team of sailing wizards in the early 1800s. Which, side note, I love that there are teams of sailing wizards. I just imagine, like, wizard pirates. That sounds amazing. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking like, like, like the Facebook guys with the, with the, like the Winklevoss twins with the rowing and stuff. Like, 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 like <laughs> jocked up dudes. <laughs> like, jocked up wizards and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Pirates that would be too. hysterical. <laughs> but anyway, um, after this insult um, from that day on, any muggles fishing in a particular patch of sea have found their nets come up ripped and empty owing to the shrikes swimming, swimming deep below. Shrimming. Uh, the spines of a shrike can be used in potions, and the name come from the, a combination of the words shred and hake, which a hake is a fish that's related to a codfish. Cool. All right. Just awesome. like Captain so are Nef these like man-made fish? Is, is that what it is? wizard-made fish. Sailing wizards created them? Yeah. That's cool. Interesting. They were just like, come at me, bro. Here's a fish. I hope we see them in the films. <laughs> that'll, be, uh, that'll be fun. I doubt we see these in the films. I know, but it's just wishful thinking. Anyway, it's about that time to get out of here. But first, we want to remind you on how you can stay in touch with the show. I don't know how anyone has noticed at this point, but you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Just search Hogwarts Radio. And we would really appreciate it if you could rate and review us. That really helps. Um, it only takes a minute, and it really helps ex get exposure to our show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Hogwarts Radio and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Hogwarts Radio. We also now have an Instagram account, and our username is at Hogwarts Radio. If you have a question, rebuttal, or comment, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message on our Facebook wall, and we will either respond or read your message on the show. And don't forget to visit MuggleNet.com for all your latest Fantastic Beast news. And, oh, Terrence, this is so nice. You let me plug myself. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, that sounds painful. <laughs> and visit uh, TaylorTalk.org for your latest Taylor Swift awesomeness. I, I love that it's I love that it's dot org. Like it's an organization. Like it's some kind. Of, like, <laughs> uh, somebody had dot com already. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, can we all do self plugs for a second? Sure, sure. Mary, what do you have to plug? I have my food blog, strawberrysmith.com, and I am on every social media outlet that you could possibly think of. Just search Strawberry Smith. That's straw and then my name mary smith it is not strawberry it is strawberry <laughs> smith you'd be surprised everybody is like strawberry no strawberry. no no strawberry <laughs> strawberry anybody else have anything that they want to plug any special projects um, or anything i might have a cool kickstarter project uh next week or so, so. all right we'll keep everybody posted i have something what do you have marissa I have a cup of peanut butter, a cup of sugar, <laughs> an egg, and chocolate chips to taste. Yeah. Minus the egg, you said? No, I said egg. Oh, okay. Gotta have an egg in there. Oh, gotta have an egg in there. Oh, okay. Okay. Apologies to all the fans, but that's all the time we have for you this week. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. I'm Terrence Pinkston. I'm a super movie fan of everything ever. I'm Strawberry Smith. <laughs> I'm a codfish. Yeah. I'm Gina Marie, who doesn't know how to unmute her mic. And I'm Adam. <laughs> and we'll be back next week for another <laughs> fun-filled episode. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
That was bloody brilliant. Cardswallop. 